talking about big data today. It's a term that's been bandied about for a lot of years. Do you really know what it is? Do you know what you need to do with it? You may have it. It may be a good thing, and you don't even realize it. Speaking today with Gerard Das and Ira Burke, both at SAP, machines can learn by using statistical models, examining historical data to find patterns, and then testing the patterns to see what happened next. If machines are going to learn from um, from their environment, then the more they know about their environment, the better better off we are in general, right? That um, by looking at larger and larger pools of information, by having better and different ways to structure them, by having new and more efficient algorithms that we can apply to them, um, we can start to detect more and more patterns. We can get, the machines can get smarter about what they detect. There's something called software 2.0. And since 1970s, we have formed we have formed a practice where we break a, a, computer, a problem into many different parts, and it's called functional programming. It's no longer possible to do that. There's a shortage of programmers, mm-hmm. and there are too many conditions to evaluate, such as in a self-driving car. Imagine the amount of factors you have to program when you're, you're putting out a, an algorithm that can drive a car, the bumps on the road, people jaywalking in New York City, which they do, and, you know, <laughs> rain patterns, bump, uh, speeding on the highway, automatic braking, cars breaking down in front of you. The number of permutations and combinations of things that you have to understand and plan towards is a huge infinite set. And it's not possible to run standard programs in that case. So you have to learn some new software techniques which are probably out of fancy algorithms to understand the complexities of a problem and then model that problem before you can get a materialized self-learning car. And as you see, there have been some crashes and people Mm -hmm. are learning all the time. And that is called machine learning. When is data too old from a historical perspective where it would be misleading? It depends entirely on the context. Right, that uh, mm-hmm. sometimes you know, the world is changing, the rules are changing, and looking at data that's a few days or even a few minutes old isn't helpful. Right, And on mm-hmm. the other hand, some things that are more stable you can look at over time, over days, weeks, months, years, uh, centuries, um, and there's value to be derived uh, from the patterns. And that's another reason why um, it's, it's important to have not only really well-qualified and knowledgeable data scientists, but also have a good, strong understanding of the context uh, in which you're operating if you're really going to make good sense of the, uh, of the data that's available. In advertising, for instance, real-time data and real-time action is very necessary. However, at the same time, some history is also needed to see when you log on, where you click, what sites you follow, so we need some history. So it's a, it's a two-headed problem. And then in other cases, um, you need data for five, six years to see your patterns of bank transactions, to see mm-hmm. where you shop, how many wires you transfer, and so forth. So depends on the discipline. In fraud detection that I worked on, I worked on anti-money laundering and fraud detection. Fraud detection is a key example of usage of big data when stopping a card or blocking a transaction, and there data can be useful for much longer time. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Here is our call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. 
especially if it's a self-driving car, right, Gerard? Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Gerard Das, just like Ira Burke. Have a great day. Bye-bye.